Well, let's spend some time around the word from when I was a little boy. My dad and my mom taught me to love the word of God. It's great to have my mom in the service this morning and also Lucy in the service, two of our matriarchs, and uh, we honor them for the example that they set. So please say this after me. This is God's word. God said it. I believe it. And that settles it. Father, thank you for this time around your word. We know that your word is powerful. And we thank you that your word will go forth in the power of your spirit. I yield myself to you, spirit of God. Take my hands, take my voice, take my heart, my mind. Speak through me to the people of God today. We ask this in Jesus' name. And we say amen. Now, I'm speaking about the way of trust. The way of trust. If you're making notes, you can jot that down. Please turn so long to Proverbs chapter three, and we will get there in a moment's time. So we're gonna look at Proverbs, but just think about the fact that Proverbs is a book of tremendous wisdom. So much wisdom in Proverbs. And uh, I love to read Proverbs. It's so interesting to me. I learn so much. I find it fascinating because as you read it again and again, you realize, oh, you forgot about that and you forgot about that. And these principles, they're really remarkable. And uh, I'm sure that some of you love to read Proverbs as well. In the house, anybody who loves to read Proverbs? Good. Now, Yes, it contains wisdom, the book of Proverbs does, but what is wisdom? What is wisdom? Think about that for a moment. And I remember one of my lecturers at Bible college, he gave this great example, I've never forgotten it. He said, wisdom is applied knowledge. Wisdom is applied knowledge. It only becomes wisdom when you take the knowledge of what you know is the right thing to do and you apply it, then it becomes wisdom and you act on that and you're a person that walks in wisdom. I don't know about you, but I wanna walk in the wisdom of the Lord. There's so many times where we bump our heads in life where it's completely unnecessary. If we look at the principles of the word of God and just follow that, we don't need to bump our heads as many times. And so wisdom is applied knowledge. For example, if you know that it is good to apply sunscreen outdoors at midday and you do it, then that is wisdom. And you'll get the benefits of that. Your skin will be protected and, uh, and you'll look smoother than the person next to you. Another example is, is if you know it is the right thing to forgive somebody, and then you do that, then it becomes wisdom because the knowledge of what is right has been applied. Wisdom is applied knowledge. And it's so wonderful that the Word of God is full of wisdom, not just in the book of Proverbs. From beginning to end, we see so much of the wisdom and counsel of God. And I love the fact that we don't have to guess how to live as children of God. We're not left in the dark wondering how on earth to do this. No, we can receive clear guidance from God. And he loves to give us clear guidance. So 
There is this beautiful passage in Proverbs 3 that gives us basically counsel on how to live effectively. And I'm sure that these verses are a favorite to many. Please look at Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 8. Just those four verses of scripture that we're gonna look at, Proverbs 3, verse five to eight. But could I ask you, would you allow the Holy Spirit to minister this to you afresh today? I'm sure you've heard this, uh, these few verses. But God can give you fresh insight and fresh understanding concerning this today. Proverbs 3, verse five to eight. And as I read it, it's quite short, so I'm gonna read it slowly. Here it starts, verse five. Trust in the Lord. There we go, the tone is set right there. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. It's beautiful. And he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. And the last verse, verse eight, it shall be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. And we say amen to the reading of the word of the Lord. Amen. Now, We've just read some of the, the wonderful insights in Proverbs, but wisdom means that we apply what we've just read. Otherwise, it will not change your life. But when you take it, you appreciate it, you value it, and you apply it, then you are walking in the wisdom and the counsel of God. I wanna be one of those people. Now, there are four things that I'd like to touch on regarding what we've just read in Proverbs 3. Four points I'd like to share with you. Point number one, it's a matter of trust. Please say that with me. It's a matter of trust. And the first part of our verse is trust in the Lord with all your heart. And would you also notice the words, all your heart? Do you know that that phrase, all your heart, occurs 21 times in Scripture? And it's always to do with us as God's people in relation to God, all your heart. And so this means that God, listen to me, He wants us to really trust Him. He wants us to really love Him. He wants us to really serve Him with all of our hearts. And the scripture also says that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And God still is looking for those whose hearts are fully devoted to him because on their behalf, he will show himself strong. But God is looking that we trust him with all of our hearts. Now, by the way, have you noticed that trust is a recurring theme in scripture? you will discover this theme of trust over and over and over again in the Word of God. And this should tell us that trusting God is a critical aspect in our relationship with God. And throughout the journey of your life, you will come back to this over and over again, this question, do I trust God? 
Do I believe what he says? And you know, you could be in one given year where yes, you're doing well in terms of this. Then you can move into another year and face all sorts of things. And then you're faced with this question again, well, do I trust God? I've discovered that trusting God is something that is to be renewed on an ongoing basis. Any of you agree with me? You've, dis you've discovered that as well. And it's something that we renew. And maybe today it is a time of renewing that. And so you'll come to this. Do I trust him? Three years time you'll come. Do I trust him? And that's where we need, we need to reaffirm our trust. Now, some people start out their Christian walk by trusting God. And they do so in childlike faith. It's really beautiful. But somewhere along the way, they begin to make decisions based on short-term emotions, and then they end up straying from trust. And I could well believe there are a number of people listening to me today, and that's you. And you say, John, if I'm honest, since this pandemic broke out, I have actually strayed away from trusting God as I did but you know what? God is gracious as your Abba Father, your Heavenly Father. He's calling you back today. And He says, come on, my child. Wrap your arms around me again. I am your firm foundation. Come back to that place of complete trust with all your heart. You know what? There are even nations who have started out trusting God well and then have ended up falling away later on. I think of the nation of America. And you know, on the banknotes in America, still to this day, the back of every banknote says these four words, in God we trust. And that tells me that the founding fathers of America were people who understood the importance of trusting God. But as time has gone, it's as though America has in some way gone in the, in the wrong direction. And I pray, we pray that America would return to God. We really do, because it's an, a nation that has a key influence across the entire world. May they truly return to God. But in the same breath, South Africa, oh boy, South Africa needs to return to God. Anyone agree with me? Our nation needs to turn to God to think that we will be a successful and prosperous nation. Disregarding the principles of God is a fallacy. Our nation needs to come back to God and we pray that God would use the challenging times that we're in, that South Africa will return to God. Because you know what the word said? Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Come on. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Now, back to personal trust. Whenever I think about trust, there is a specific scripture that comes to mind I'd like to share with you. It has really helped me. And this is one that my mom pointed out to me some years ago. It is a beautiful one. Jeremiah 15, verse 19. I'm specifically reading from the Amplified. And it says, Therefore, Thus says the Lord, if you return, we've just been speaking about these countries returning. <laughs> if you return and give up this mistaken tone of distrust, wow, and despair, 
Then I will give you again a settled place of quiet and safety, and you will be my minister. And it says, if you separate the precious from the vile, cleansing your heart from unworthy suspicions and unwarranted suspicions concerning God's faithfulness, you shall be my mouthpiece. I wanna tell you, there's something about a heart that trusts God and rejects mistrust that allows you to speak on behalf of God and to be God's mouthpiece in your work situation, on your campus, in university, in your school, in your legal practice, wherever it may be. But it says, separate the precious from the vile. What is the precious? The precious is the trusting. What is the vile? It is the mistrust. And so God is essentially calling us to cast off doubt, to cast off mistrust, and humbly renew our trust in God. And you know what? He says, you'll be my mouthpiece. I can use people's hearts when they are fully devoted to me. The God, God is looking throughout the earth for hearts fully devoted and he will show himself strong on their behalf. Some of you have a great desire to be used as a mouthpiece of God. I wanna tell you, wonderful, put your trust in God. Take the vileness out of it, the suspicions, the doubt, the disbelief, and you watch how God will use you. Please say this after me at home and here. God is a faithful God. He is the only one who is absolutely trustworthy. Amen. Isaiah 26 verse four in the King James Version, it says, trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. We become strong when we trust in God. And in other words, also, when, uh, when your trust is placed in the Lord Jehovah, it is well placed because he is absolutely trustworthy. And I wanna say to you that we need to trust God for the different areas of our life, not just our spiritual relationship with him. We need to trust him for provision. We have to trust God for our families. We have to trust God for protection and in all the different areas of our lives. But it says in Psalm 125 verse one, it says those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken but endures forever. Amen? Come on, let's give the Lord a hand of praise. We bless you, Lord. Number one, it's a matter of trust. Number two, this might surprise you. Point number two, I'm not that clever after all. <laughs> now, I'm not gonna ask you to say that with me because I know some of the super positive confessors people, confessing people, I don't say something like that. But let me say, uh, I believe that there's even backing on what I'm saying here from what we have read in the scripture. Now, I'm sure there are all times where you and I, we have felt very clever. And we've thought, you know what? I'm actually quite sharp. I'm, I'm actually, maybe I'm even an intellectual. <laughs> there might be other times when you've thought like, I just don't get it. I don't figure it out. Everybody else gets it. And so we can have these times. But you know what it says in Proverbs 3 verse five, the second part of verse five, it says, and lean not on your own understanding. 
Why? <laughs> I'll tell you in a moment's time. In verse seven, by the way, I hope you keep in Proverbs three open as we read in. Proverbs seven, the first part says, do not be wise in your own eyes. And the reason that we should not lean on our own understanding is simply this, because we are fallible. We are not perfect. We make mistakes. And so we have to rely not on our own understanding, but on the understanding of God, His understanding. I remember a situation, the, the Prime Minister of the Bahamas, uh, Perry Christie, he uh, served for two terms, two periods of five years, which ended in 2017. And uh, the Honorable Perry Christie, as Prime Minister, he was a godly man. He was literally on fire for God. Mandri and I were at a conference in the Bahamas, and here he gets up as the Prime Minister to make a keynote address. And what scripture does he read? Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 8. And as this man that loves God, he says in particular this phrase, lean not on your own understanding has been so important to me. And he said that this, this little passage in Proverbs, it has been the key scripture that has helped him govern his nation. Wow. I like those kind of leaders that will put God first. And you know what? It's no wonder the Bahamas, that small little nation, is a blessed nation. It is a blessed nation. I happened to see during this week, Dr. Dave Burrows, who's ministered here, leads the largest church in uh, the Bahamas, specifically in Nassau, Bahamas. He put a little quote um, on uh, social media this week about the Olympics and so on. He said, the Bahamas, with only 350 in population, 350,000 in population, earned two gold medals. Whereas some countries with a population of over 200 million people have earned none. And then he said, we are a blessed little country. <laughs> it's no surprise. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. If you have leaders in the nation that truly look to God, the nation will be blessed, even though it is a small little, little nation. Now, just on this whole thing of uh, I'm not so clever after all, I wanna say that we need to have a healthy distrust of self. And hear the word healthy. A healthy distrust of self. And we must realize that we don't always know what is best. We don't know always what path to choose. We don't always know who is the right person to marry in life. We don't know, we don't know. Jeremiah put it well. Jeremiah 10, 23 in the NLT. He says, yeah, I know, Lord, that our lives are not our own and we are not able to plan our own course. Jeremiah understood that we don't know it all. However, we can take great delight, child of God, in the fact that our God knows best. Come on, somebody. Our God knows best. He is the God of all wisdom. And he says, if you need it, just ask me and I will guide you. I will lead you. And it says in 1 Corinthians 1.25, for the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God stronger than men. 
And so we need to realize how incredibly wise our God is and how his wisdom is incredible. That's why we're tapping into his wisdom. Now, I wanna say certainly we must use our understanding because it doesn't mean you check out your brain and you don't use your brain anymore. No, no, no. God's given us intelligence. He's given us the ability to reason, but we shouldn't be trusting in our own ideas without referencing what God is saying about the things that we are thinking and possibly planning. And so the operative word is the word lean. Would you say lean? Come on, say a little louder, lean. And so the operative word is lean, and we should not lean on our own understanding, but we should rather lean wholeheartedly on God's understanding. And the reason why I'm emphasizing this today is because I feel that many believers are leaning only a little bit, and God wants us to lean wholeheartedly. And so I wanna ask you this question today, to which side are you leaning? Are you leaning on your own understanding or are you leaning on God's understanding? And maybe if I was just to give a little example here for a moment, let's imagine that this little microphone stand is my own understanding. Now, if I was to really lean my weight on this, I wonder how successful it would be. I might end up diving off the stage. Let's imagine this is your own understanding. It's uh, fairly small and flimsy and so on, but maybe this is your own understanding. It's, 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 it's not so secure. But let's imagine that this pulpit is God's understanding. It is steady. It is secure. By the way, I'm just thinking about a church I preached in. I hit the pulpit like this and it broke, my goodness. This is a solid one. No fake pulpits here, people. So what are you gonna choose? Are you gonna lean on your own understanding which kind of looks secure, maybe, maybe not, no, 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 it's not really secure, or are you gonna lean on God's understanding and be steady and sure-footed in your life? This is what God's calling you to. He says, lean on my understanding. By the way, um, just a little example of this. Uh, a couple of years back, Mandri and I, we were looking to get a, a upgrade in our motor car, getting a newer car. And uh, it must have been about, I don't know, 12 years ago. So we had a particular car in mind and we found a picture of it in the magazine and we cut it out and we put it on our fridge. Because I'd heard some of these people say, you name it, frame it, claim it. By the way, I, I don't advocate that, all right? But at that point in time, we so wanted this car. And it was on the fridge, and we would say, God, thank you. We're gonna get that car. We believe in That's our car. I want that car. And you know what? Eventually, the picture on the fridge began to fade. <laughs> and the car wasn't coming. And eventually, Mandra and I felt that the Lord was saying, don't ask me specifically for that car. I have something different in store for you. Ask me to give you the right vehicle. And so our prayer began to change. And we began to say, Lord, you know the vehicle that is best for us. Would you please provide us with that vehicle? And you know, not long after that, God provided us with a completely different vehicle. It was safer. It had better fuel economy. 
It was a better all-round car, and we drove that car for about six or seven years, but the breakthrough came when we stopped relying on our own understanding, and sometimes that's what God is waiting for you for, to get to the end of yourself that you will just rely on Him, amen? Point number three, I'm committing it all to the Lord. I'm committing it all to the Lord. And verse six of our text today, the first part says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Now, David, King David, and also the psalmist, uh, he set an excellent example of acknowledging God. And it says in Psalm 16, verse eight, David speaking, he says, I have set the Lord always before me. You know what that is? That's acknowledging God. That's living a life with a God focus. I've set the Lord always before me. I'm acknowledging him in, in all my ways. I'm committing it to him. And I believe that acknowledging God has a very practical outflow in our lives, in our daily lives. And it involves bringing God into everything that we are doing. Do you realize how much he loves you and delights in every detail of your life? He wants you to bring him into the situations and commit it all to the Lord. Now, Adam Clark, a theologian, listen to what he writes. He says, begin, continue, and end every work, purpose, and device with God. Earnestly pray for his direction at the commencement Look for his continual support in the progress. And so begin and continue that all may conclude for the glory of God. Essentially, this theologian is saying, begin things with God, continue things with God, and conclude things with God. Bring him into your life and situation. He loves to be involved. Maybe you are listening to me today and you needing to decide about a university. You're getting to the end of schooling and you're making this big decision. Let me tell you, that's a huge decision. But I wanna ask you, have you consulted God? Have, can you say, I'm committing it all to the Lord? You need to consult God. He's your shepherd, he's your faithful guide. He's ready to lead you. He wants, however, for you to involve him and where you'll actually say, God, now I'm gonna begin to apply to these universities and I pray, please lead me and guide me. There the invitation comes. And along the way, as you start getting responses from different universities and, and now you're kind of thinking, oh, which one? Maybe more than one has said that you can come and, and then you need to begin to pray, say, God, would you in, explain to me, open up my eyes that I would understand which one. And then as God continues that process, you conclude it all with him. And you know what? When you end up in the right place, then you say to God, wow, God, I'm thankful and I honor you because I committed it to you and look at where you have brought me. And so I wanna tell you, the world might tell us that you should be self-sufficient. You should be the master of your own destiny. But I wanna tell you, the word of God says, we should be dependent on God. Blessed are the dependent, for they shall see God. And here's a little thought for you. And uh, this might get a little sensitive for a moment, but here's a thought. 
There is so much confusion about the vaccine right now. Should I take it? Shouldn't I take it? There's so many voices. But I wanna ask you, have you actually bothered to ask God, the Lord of your life? And I wanna say, if you have, well done, fantastic. But for those of you that have just been looking at all the inputs and comments and so on, and, and you're so confused, I would encourage you, ask the Lord your God. He, he says, if you lack wisdom, ask and he will give it to you. And I believe that then the peace of the Lord will begin to direct you in the right way. And follow what God says, whatever he says. Psalm 37, 23 says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly and he delights in every detail of their lives. Wow, praise the Lord. And so I wanna to say to you that it is so important that we commit these things to the Lord. Now, point number four, the last point that I'm sharing with you, give thanks because the Lord is directing you. Just to recap, number one, it's a matter of trust. Number two, I'm not that clever after all. Number three, I'm committing it all to the Lord. And now number four, the last point. It says, give thanks because the Lord is directing you. And as I was preparing this, I wanna let you know that I began to realize that God loves to guide and he loves to direct. It says in our text today in verse six, the second part, it says, he shall direct your paths. A little bit later in Proverbs, Proverbs 16 verse nine, it says, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. This is my question to you. Who is doing the directing? According to these two scriptures I've just read, it says God is doing the directing. And so all we need to be doing is we need to be trusting and committing things into his hand. And then he says, the steps of a godly man are ordered by God. And as I'm drawing to a close, I wanna say this to you today, child of God. You might be listening and feeling as though God is somewhat distant from you now. You feel that what you've gone through, that you don't even know if God is currently even involved in your life. I've discovered that sometimes when you feel that way, he is working in that time with the most immense detail in your life. Most immense detail ever. And so I wanna encourage you that you might feel a little bit distant in terms of God guiding you. I wanna say no. He's never let go of you. He is taking you and guiding you by the hand. And because he is at your right hand, he shall, you shall not be moved, amen? And so I wanna say to you that God is directing your steps. It's such a joy to realize that and to know that his plan is best and his plan is perfect. Can we give the Lord a hand of praise this morning, amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. So let's pray together. Those in the house, would you stand with me right now? Let's pray together. Worship team, you can come forward. So Father, we wanna thank you for this beautiful passage out of Proverbs. It is beautiful to us. And Lord, on this day, we wanna purpose in our hearts and say, God, we trust you, Lord, with all of our hearts. 
Lord, for those that have strayed a little bit from devoted trust, we say sorry for that, Lord. We come back into your arms. We wrap our arms around you and we step back into devoted trust to you. We also wanna say thank you, God, that you are faithful to lead us and you are faithful to guide us. And so we say, Lord, would you please do that with the decisions that we have to make maybe today, in the next week or two, the next few months ahead. God, we look to you for guidance. We look to you for leading. And we wanna say that we joyfully surrender to a life that is led and directed by the Spirit of God. We give you honor and we give you praise. Now, would you just allow a moment in your heart that you appreciate how involved God is in your life, that you appreciate that He is not distant from you, but that He delights in every detail of your life. And so we thank you, Lord, for your peace. We thank you that trust in you is renewed. And we thank you that you will direct our steps. We pray this in the matchless name of Jesus. And we say amen, amen.